You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jonan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what is happening y'all i hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far um believe it or not we're almost done the month of january Ugh, i i don't even know how time is just going by uh, it makes no sense to me doesn't make any sense to y'all please if it does uh enlighten me <laughs> but uh no seriously um i hope that everybody's been taking care of themselves since new year's and um for university students out there if you're listening to this hopefully you are back in the grind uh with this new semester having begun last week and hopefully you're not too exhausted yet um and hopefully everything is on the right track for every single one of you Oh man, um, I guess uh, life update. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know if I've told you guys, but uh, you know the grind never stops in grad school. So, <laughs> um, yes, your girl has been working very, very, very hard, um, and so uh, you know to to just some juggle some things out uh, here. I've been having to. Uh, record TKO at different times of day, different days, you know, just like pretty much whenever my schedule allows me before the date that we go on air at CFRU on Thursdays, 4 p.m. <laughs> you know, um, I, I've been having to just kind of do it whenever I have time. And so as we speak, my friends, uh, it is kind of like later into night and um, your girl already had a long day at work and what she did was you know after doing everything that she had to do she came home and uh, took a nice shower you know my plan is to go and make myself some hot chocolate after recording TKO actually I should have made it before I started recording but mm, too late and you know what <laughs> wink wink this is why I would need a, uh, <laughs> a co-host because like at least I could just like send them over be like make some hot chocolate but anywho, I don't know. Is it in the works? Is it not in the works? Who knows? Ha! But um, yeah, so uh, all kind of like, you know, self-care routine kind of done. So as I'm speaking into the microphone right now, I may or may not be in my pajamas and uh, I still have a hair towel on because I just got out of the shower. And uh, <laughs> so it's a very scenic um uh aura here if you will uh and uh what i did was i was like because I, I i sat down on the at, at the setup that i have here in my quote-unquote home studio and i just uh caught a caught a glimpse of my own reflection in the monitor and it was like oh my god i need to take a picture of myself and just like save it forever because like you know this is this is like some of the behind the scenes stuff that goes on and y'all do not see. Um, and I guess it's one of the perks of not having a podcast slash radio show that is 
you know, not having it in a way that is uh, via video. Because if it was, I would, oh my God, you do not want to. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't know. Maybe I will one day post the selfie that I took with the, my, with the whole podcast setup with me in my pajamas. You know, maybe one day I'll post it. <laughs> if y'all are lucky enough, uh, I'll post it for like episode, I don't know, 500 of TKO, which is actually not that <laughs> far into the future in like two years or so. So maybe you'll get it one day. But anywho, uh, so that's the scene here. I guess that was the life update. Um, uh, my my advice, actually, okay, so uh, I've been catching myself being very busy and just, uh, you know, just have my hands full with a lot of work. And, you know, sometimes before you even know it, you're just so stressed. You have so much anxiety. Um, you don't know how to keep it under control. However, um, a few days ago, actually, I had a very wholesome and interesting chat with actually one of our previous guests on TKO, Mr. Coach uh, Rocky Huen. We were just chatting, you know, just catching up after so long and, um, uh, you know, talking about life advice and whatnot and what sort of principles from uh sports and you know just the martial arts way of doing things like what sort of principles can we apply to our own life and uh coach rocky was uh telling me about this new breathing technique that he's learned um which has been helping him a lot with not just you know your aerobic capacity if that's the 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 right term to use here but also just with life and you know just helping with your mindset and uh, it's uh, he was telling me that it was almost pretty much transformative to him and I was very intrigued so um, I asked Rocky hey you know how do you do it and he he taught me how to do it and I mean I'm, I'm paraphrasing and Rocky if you're listening to this I am probably butchering your explanation but uh, I'll try my best to explain it to the best of my abilities right now um, basically you should pretend that air uh first of all always breathe in through your nostrils and never your mouth you breathe in uh through your nose horizontally okay um you know it, it goes in through your throat and t- through your trachea and then it fills up the lungs um but actually what rocky was saying so i mean regularly like that's how you would feel your breath coming in when you inhale so air comes in and then your chest inflates but what rocky was saying was that's not the most efficient way of breathing actually and in this breathing exercise you would just breathe it in horizontally let it go down all the way through your diaphragm and let your diaphragm do the work for you and you know what um okay physiologically the lungs literally sit on top of the diaphragm. So what this exercise, in my opinion, helps with is you trying to control your diaphragm more voluntarily when you kind of imagine the air going through all all the uh, airways and stuff that I just told you about. It instead just helps you more voluntarily control it through your um, abdominal muscles and stuff and just like I guess with more practice you'll get better at it and uh, it would just become second nature to you 
So um, that was something that was recommended by Coach Rocky, and I tried it. Uh, or I have been trying it over the past few days. And friends, let me tell you, uh, please uh, give it a try. Breathing, I mean, it's so underrated. It's so underrated, you know. Some, but believe it or not, just okay. Please keep a tally of all the times that you catch yourself just holding your breath for no reason. Like maybe if you're concentrating or maybe if you're stressed, you will not breathe as frequently and as properly. And it's no bueno, right? Um, and uh, if you do practice these uh, uh, breathing exercises, it's going to help you in an array of different things in life, including majorly including uh, reducing stress and anxiety and just helping you relax and Oh, it's just so good for the soul and it's so good for your body. So that's been something that I've been doing personally. And also, so I guess to relate it to um, uh, the more sports aspect of things, uh, I asked <laughs> Coach Rocky, I said, so like when you want to breathe like this all the time, what do you do when you're practicing martial arts? Because Coach Rocky coaches striking, he coaches Muay Thai, and he spars himself. He's a professional fighter. And I said, well, how do you breathe? Because, like, traditionally in martial arts and combat sports, it, you are, <laughs> from the very beginning, you're taught that you're supposed to just, you know, just, like, breathe out through your mouth. Which, I mean, you know, it, it serves another purpose by itself. If you ask my opinion, I'm no sensei or nothing, okay? I'm just giving you my perspective from, uh, you know, an amateur martial artist, you know, whatever. Um, when you make those sounds, notice what happens when you make those exhalation sounds in martial arts. It helps you cramp up your abdominal muscles so that if an opponent throws a punch or any sort of strike, you're kind of like defending against it so it's a good i guess reflex to practice and to have uh in martial arts however uh what i was being told by rocky was that you know this is actually not the most efficient way of breathing yes it helps you as a protective mechanism in fights but it's not the best way to breathe so he just told me that he would do the exact same thing when he's fighting. He would just have to, you know, completely close his mouth in through the nose, out through the nose <laughs> all the time. And uh, he was even saying, like, before walking into the ring to fight, uh, it's so important for you to instead of just like, you know, doing ah, because you've seen some people just like literally yell their entire lungs out before they walk into the cage or uh, the ring for their for their fight, uh, because, you know, that they just want to wake themselves up. And, you know, conversely, that's not like you're depleting your lungs uh, to the point of collapse. <laughs> right before a fight before a aerobic demanding fight i don't ah, i don't think so <laughs> you know what i mean so he was saying that he would apply the same principles pretty much before walking into the ring for sparring sessions or before fights it's more important for for people and folks to um just practice that deep slow breathing 
even before walking to the fight because it will help them um, just uh, maintain proper breathing exercises throughout the fight. Anywho, uh, so... (laughs) Um, yeah, let me know what you think. If you do decide to try this uh, new breathing practice, let me know if it, if you are an athlete and specifically a martial artist or a combat sports athlete, let me know if you try this and if, it, if this actually works for you as well. Or even if you're not an athlete and you're a regular person, I mean, what, what am I saying regular? All you TKO Nation folks, I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you just see this as something that can actually contribute positively into your life, then use it and let us know what you think. I want to see and hear everyone's perspective because, again, like I said, I've been very much intrigued. So apply it to uh, your workout routine, apply it to sports, apply it to work, apply it to when you're doing chores. Tell me what you think. All right. Okay. I can't believe I literally spent half of the show talking about breathing exercises. However, um, (laughs) so y'all, we have so much happening in the world of combat sports. And oh boy, uh, I feel like the UFC specifically has started off the new year the best way possible. So as we speak, we have our first ever uh, pay-per-view card of the year ha- uh, coming up this this Saturday. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it's already here. Uh, UFC 283, y'all. It's going to be happening in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And interestingly enough, it is going to be a light heavyweight championship bout between the former champion, Glover Teixeira, who's going to be fighting off against the top challenger, Jamal Hill. Um, so we have, uh, previously discussed this fight on the show. Um, there's a lot of drama, unfortunately, that precedes this fight that we're actually going to be touching on today on the show, but this is going to be the headliner fight of UFC 283. And, uh, the Coleman event is going to be a very interesting and, uh, unprecedented event, <laughs> event bouts between uh davis and figueredo and brandon moreno who are going to be having their fourth fight and face off uh on this uh fight card uh i believe this is a regular flyweight bout uh oh actually no no it's not it's a title fight oh my goodness how could i possibly forget this but you know what this is gonna be uh, listen i don't know if we're unfortunately gonna have enough time to thoroughly and in detail talk about this uh fight but i just want to tell you this is going to be one of those fights that um is going to go down in history it's going to be in the ufc hall of fame uh first of all it's very rare for uh opponents to fight each other this many times four times i've never heard of it personally myself um and you know for both guys to I also, having said that, you know, when, when people are rescheduled to fight each other this many times, that also tells you another thing. And that thing is that both guys are just so freaking good and they're so good at the same caliber so that every time they fight, the dispute cannot be settled. And you know what? That tells you something. So like, yes, we've never seen people fight Four times uh, before in the UFC, in the history of the UFC, or 
any MMA, I think. Um, and now we're seeing it here with these guys. So that just tells you how good every, like each of these fighters are, both Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueroa. I mean, if you don't believe me, you can just go and watch some fight highlights of these two guys. I mean, you have three full fights to analyze and uh, just investigate for yourself. Um, and it's just going to speak for itself, honestly. Um, because both guys, um, they do not back down. They're both brawlers and they just, every single time they bring it to the table. And, uh, that's what's so admirable about, uh, both Moreno and Figueredo. And I am so happy that the UFC is actually finally acknowledged that and is, uh, going to, uh, give credit when credit is due here. I mean, like, come on, these guys, I don't know, sometimes they don't get the best publicity, but look at how talented they are. Look at how unique their skill sets are. Um, and thankfully, finally, the UFC is paying attention to this and giving them the recognition and opportunities that they honestly deserve. So this fight is going to be very, very interesting and exciting. Um <laughs> So, okay, um, we almost had a little bit of a technical difficulty because um, I had to switch screens to look at the the, the title of the fights versus uh, the recording screen that I have here on GarageBand. Um, and I, by accident, I swiped into my data sheet from my experiments. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, not right now. Not right now. You can just stay away. Um, no, I don't want to look at data. Anyways, what was I saying? Okay. So yes, that's our co-main event of UFC 283, which is going to be amazingly good. Um, uh, before I talk about the main event of the evening and give you guys a breakdown, um, I just want to Make a note that uh, because of the fact that this UFC card is happening in Brazil, they've actually featured a lot of good um, Brazilian fighters here on this card. To my knowledge, from the list that I'm looking at right now, and every single bout that's going to be on this UFC 283 card, there is going to be at least one Brazilian fighter, and that tells you something. That tells you that um, the uh, you know folks from Brazil they've been training super hard. You know we had the pandemic happening, brought a lot of limitations and challenges for foreign fighters. Um, you know anybody who wasn't uh, American or North American um, because they might have had travel restrictions and whatnot depending on their country country's rules and so they were just stripped of so many opportunities you know but now tables have turned and uh, finally we're having a UFC pay-per-view card in Brazil and uh, the UFC is actually giving and handing out so many opportunities to these amazing Brazilian fighters. Like I said, Colmian event, we're going to have Davison Figueiredo, who's Brazilian. The fight before that, we're going to be having Gilbert Burns, who's a Brazilian. And going back, Jessica Andrade, Johnny Walker, Shogun Rua is going to be fighting on this card. And the list goes on and on and on. And uh, so, yeah, you know what? Shout out to the UFC. They're actually doing something right here. <laughs> We just love it when they're in favor of their own fighters. Like, come on. What's better than that, right? Anyways, not talking about big MMA organization politics, but um, yeah, 
let's talk about the main event of the evening because um there's so much that um has gone into making this fight and let me begin from the start so uh in the light heavyweight division you know there was a time that Things were just completely dominated by people like Danny Cormier and John Jones. And uh, after those guys moved up weight divisions or retired, um, speaking of John Jones, I'm going to say something at, towards the end of the show if we have time about him. Um, you know, so those were mainly the two people at the time uh, ruling over the light heavyweight division. But when they left, there was a lot of changes uh, in the light heavyweight division. We had a whole turnover. And so um, long story short, we had once upon a time, <laughs> we had a champion and his name was um, Glover Teixeira first. Glover Teixeira, he... Um, <laughs> I don't know why I blanked there for a second. Because I, as I was just mentioning it, as it was coming out of my mouth, I just had a whole flashback of all the veterans in the light heavyweight division. I don't know. My brain just had a whole glitch. Um, <laughs> anyways, never mind that. But uh, once upon a time, there was a light heavyweight champion, and his name was Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira was fighting in the UFC for at least a decade at that at the point that he finally became the champion in the light heavyweight division and this goes to show how um how much of an impact like uh, 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 fighter monopolies have on how people uh, uh, are successful in a, in a weight division. Like by that, I mean, you know, when you have long reigning champions, people like John Jones and Daniel Cormier, when they're still present, like it's so hard for other folks to shine, but it's not until they leave the scene. Cause I mean, they've had their moment and it's just, I'm sorry to say this. Sometimes it's just time to go. Right. So when those people leave the scene, um, it, it actually, you know, there's no more shadow casting over talented people who are just trying their best, but they just cannot get there because these big, you know, long reigning champions are just there forever. But once they leave, oh my goodness, they uh, grow so much and they do so incredibly well. And an example of this was Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira, like I said, he was fighting in the uh, organization for almost a decade. He, he, Honestly, he is a true veteran. There's no denying that. Um, and he became the champion. And he's not the youngest guy in the UFC either, but he became the champion. And uh, it was awesome for him. So he was the champion. And then he, <laughs> he actually got to fight this guy from Poland called Harry Prochaska. Harry Prochaska screwed things up. Uh, but you know what, for his own, uh, <laughs> for his own advantage, because, uh, he in turn became the light, the new light heavyweight champion. He submitted Glover Teixeira and that was awesome for here for Chaska. Then there was some time that passed, you know, uh, and, uh, Harry Prochaska actually called out Glover Teixeira for a rematch. And this was in the works until Harry Prochaska, it was announced that his shoulder was brutally injured and he had to undergo a, a, a operation that was going to have a long recovery time. So the UFC said, you know what? Never mind that. We should just strip him of the title because we cannot wait that long, which makes sense. And it's super fair to do. Um, and so um, the, the belt 
actually as of right now even is vacant um and what they wanted to do uh instead uh we've talked about this fight as well in the show was they had that fight between uh magomed ankalaev and uh jan blokovic it in that fight that was that was for the vacant title but because it ended in a draw, nobody got the title. So still, the light heavyweight uh, title is vacant until now. So we're going to have uh, Glover Teixeira come back. And he's coming back against such an interesting opponent. None other than Jamal Hill. So Jamal Hill, uh, I don't know if you guys remember him from the time that he was fighting on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. He won that. He won a contract through that um, uh, contest, and since then he's been absolutely killing it in the UFC. Um, the only loss that he's had since he actually moved on to the UFC um, as a professional fighter has been against pa- uh, Paul Craig, uh, who is a you know he he's a tough guy so I don't really want to give him too much grief in this case but since then I mean look at his most recent opponents his last two recent opponents Tiago Santos absolute monster and Johnny Walker who is just such a unorthodox fighter and it's it will be a whole art and skill to know how to win against him but he uh he won against them jamal hill won against them so that's the guy that glover to share is gonna be um <laughs> facing off against and uh i see this fun uh i i what i want to say i see this fight being very fun and uh like both guys wanting to challenge each other i really do see that um sometimes depending on how much is at stake people just want to play it defensively and cautiously so it's not as fun of a fight uh but in this case because both guys i mean if they don't win it they don't get it pretty much and i know it sounded very (laughs) you know whatever it was but like uh they if they lose they lose the title and it's like they have to put it all on the line because it's up for grabs it's a 50 50 chance right um so for that reason i think they're both gonna bring it to the table and it's gonna be one of those really really good light heavyweight fights that we've witnessed so far uh over the past uh few years so very very excited for that fight um yeah, <laughs> um, since I mentioned John Jones and I see that we we have a little bit of time. Um, so you might have heard John Jones is going to be, be since he moved to the heavyweight division, he uh, he has not actually fought a single fight in heavyweight until right now. Uh, he's supposed to be fighting off against the former title uh, challenger, Cyril Gunn, in a heavyweight bout. For the first time ever. And that's just been so exciting. Everybody's been talking about it. The fight is going to be happening on March 4th. Which is not that long uh, long into the future. And ha. I don't know if this is a toxic decision or not. I was actually looking into my bank account. I was like. "Mm, Do I. You know as a grad student. uh, Who has to pay off debt. Do I have enough funds for me to travel to Vegas. To actually watch this fight freaking live. Because that's. Oh listen. 
I don't care if I have to get a line of credit or not. Uh, I really, this is, I'm telling you, this is going to be one of those fights that you're going to witness live in whatever format and people 50 years from now on, 100 years from now on are going to be talking about it. I am telling you. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so... Uh, yeah, I, I hyped that fight up a lot, as you can tell. But I'm just so excited for that fight. Um, John Jones, as we all know, is the GOAT. And um, Sorel Gunn is also one of the best heavyweights out there. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a, a heads up, I guess. We will be breaking down that fight when it approaches. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but now I'm just looking at the clock right now. That is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also download our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.